Accrediting Excellence, the international authority for professional coaching and mentoring, proudly presents both sides of the coin. Let me ask you a question. As a coach, have you ever addressed the menopause and its wide impact on well-being or work performance with a client? The topic may feel uncomfortable, but unless we're open about it, how can we as coaches help our clients achieve during this season of life, whilst they commonly experience brain fog, hot flushes and increasing anxiety? Today we get some top tips. Welcome to Both Sides of the Coin, a podcast produced by the IAPC and M. We're a leading accreditation body and our aim is to increase public confidence and to raise industry standards by enforcing a rigorous accreditation process that ensures the quality of professional coaches and mentors. The podcast is aptly named Both Sides of the Coin because we talk to both a coach or mentor and one of their clients to explore both sides of the coaching mentoring intervention, what works and what doesn't. As the proverb says, iron sharpens iron. Before we get started, let me introduce myself. I'm Jenny Butter, your host and an accredited master coach, and I've been coaching for 10 years, mainly in the area of career, transition and life coaching. Joining me today are Gail Gibson, Ruby Maguire and Amanda Peet. Gail Gibson and Ruby Maguire are both business coaches who have co-authored a book called The Working Woman's Guide to Menopause, When the Heat is On, Don't Sweat It. As two business coaches who are personally currently going through perimenopause, they decided to write a book to help their own coaching clients and, in fact, all women manage their mindset, thus manage their workloads during this stage of life. Amanda Peet, who also joins us today, loved the book and the top tips it gave her. Welcome, all of you. Ruby, I'm going to start with you. Why did you decide to write this book? It was actually when Gail and I were out on what we call a buzz chat. So I go for a walk while we talk and um, we basically talk about what we want to do in business, some of our challenges, the best things that have happened and the, all the different things that have come up in the week and that kind of thing, co-coaching essentially. And this particular day, Gail and I were trying to organise a session um, to have another call and we could not get our acts together. We basically were saying... Did you say Wednesday? Was it Wednesday at 11? Was it Thursday this week? Next week? When was it? And Gail in that moment said, you know what? We should really write a book about menopause. And one of us said, we can't remember who now, which is quite funny, and said, well, we need to do it quickly before we forget. And we (laughs) did. And it was a passion project that has turned into something so much bigger. So it's been a really exciting journey. We co-wrote it together from different sides of the world. Gail's in Malaysia. I'm in Scotland. And we've been friends for years. And it's just taken a life of its own, really. I admit I've been really challenged because only once in a coaching session has the menopause been mentioned. um, And that came from a a client. A client raised it. How can we open this really important conversation with our clients? That's for you, Gail. You know, that's a great question. I think what I've seen in my coaching is women leaders who've come to me who are finding this time very anxious for them as they're going through this perimenopause and menopause journey. And I think it has naturally come up um, just as part of that check-in, you know, and some of the challenges that they're facing. And when I have deep questioned a bit further for them, it's actually brought it to the surface. So I think it's just about 
in a position as a coach is thinking a bit more broadly um, about the responses you're getting if you're working with women who are in an age range from, say, 35 upwards, is that some of the associated um, challenges that they may be having on a personal level could be related. So it's about just being aware of those and where they do come up in conversation. Just explore that a little bit more so that the women that you're coaching understand that you can see the bigger picture of what may be impacting them, not just if it's career or if it's business or if it's a leadership challenge that they're going through, that there is perhaps something underlying that should be addressed. Amanda, you have read the book and you've worked with um, Ruby and Gail. Tell me, how would you feel um, if a coach brought up the topic of menopause and it hadn't even crossed your mind? I think um, now you're asking me on a great day today because I've got complete brain fog this morning. So thank you, ladies, for writing this book because it absolutely helps me on days like this. Um, yeah, I, I, for me personally, um, I would be absolutely fine with that. But it's hard, sort of hard to sort of put myself in that position. Um, in my early thirties, I was told I was perimenopausal by a doctor, and actually I wasn't. Um, and I've only just recently in the last so move on sort of 17, 18 years and my perimenopausal started now um, after the birth of a child. So I definitely wasn't perimenopausal um, at that time. But uh, for me, yeah, I think it, I think it's fine. I think it it's something that there's more people are talking about menopause now. It's a word that people aren't as scared of. Um, I think people are still a little bit wary because it's oh my God, is, you know, is this, is this woman just going to go bananas now? Is, you know, there's that sort of, is this, is this woman stable? I think there's quite a lot of stigma around um, because of women's behaviour, how erratic it can be when those hormones kick in. Um, but from a coaching point of view, for me, if somebody asked me that, I think, I think I'd be absolutely fine with that. I'd consider it. It may be a little shock to some people. Some people may be asked that and it may sort of trigger them and think, I'm not that old or I'm not this or I'm, and it might sort of trigger other things but I should imagine that uh, the majority of people would be happy to have that as a consideration. Thank you. Ruby tell me about the different things as coaches that you know when when a, when a client talks about something that we should be aware of for to help us think oh now could this be menopause or could this be something else? Yeah, I think this could be dangerous territory in that we want to be mindful we're not counsellors, we're not medically trained and all of those kind of things. So it's really important to, as Gail said, listen to the whole picture, um, notice what's going on and, and just be careful that we're not going into that medical territory because we're not trained. I think it's really important as a first port of call that we do that. Um, and I think really it's then talking through and and asking some thought-provoking questions around the topic and you know when I think of one particular client I was talking to her and she was really worried about the fact that she was forgetting everything and she actually thought she had dementia and um you know it was clearly upsetting her she was crying and she was talking it through and um when we when we dug further we explored with her so you know what's going on in your in your world what's going on around in in work 
scenarios, what's going on in, in your what's going on in your personal life, um, so that we could start breaking down some of these areas to see if there's something else going on. Is it a stress thing? Is it anxiety? I mean, everyone's had their anxiety raised as a result of what's been going on with the pandemic. And once you start to unpick and ask some deeper questions and those thought-provoking questions, then it's easier for you to identify if it could be that. And quite often, as the conversation unravels, you know, they might say, um, oh, I just keep forgetting everything and um, I just keep having hot flushes. And before you know it, as you start digging, the conversation can open up into that area around menopause. Gail and I are very, very much against us talking about and advising against whether you should do HRT and all of those kind of topic areas. We're not getting involved in lotions and potions or anything like that. The premise of our book and the work that we do is around raising awareness on mindset and the fact that you can take back control of your life once you recognise what's going on. And quite often we're told that the book isn't really just for people going through menopause. It's actually useful for anyone um, who needs to give themselves permission to, you know, slow down, be compassionate with themselves, look after their self-care, be more self-accepting, etc. Thank you, Ruby. And throughout your book, you give loads and loads of top tips about managing mindset to get through the, the menopausal season of life. And you mentioned personally that um, anxiety was one of the things that, that you do have from time to time. What top tips have you got for us to, to coach people on how to overcome or deal with anxiety? Yeah, so for me, anxiety, I don't think I realized it's menopause related. I um, before the pandemic, I used to get quite worried about different things. Um, but when the pandemic came, I actually couldn't say the word lockdown. I, I literally had to change it. And I reframe everything. I'm, I should be called queen of reframing, I think. Um, so for me, it was a spring retreat. And then we had had a, an awesome uh, summer retreat and an autumn retreat and a winter retreat. But to me, that gave me then permission to feel calmer about it. I didn't want to feel like I was being locked down anywhere and it felt like a prison being a prisoner whereas changing that word and reframing that thinking really helped the other thing that I practice on a regular basis I mean literally daily without fail it's non-negotiable for me is I do morning pages from Julia, Julia Cameron so I get all of my thoughts out on paper so then I'm not constantly worrying about everything I can then go through and see if there's anything that specifically specifically needs actioning I create three uh, most important tasks which came from Stephen Covey um, I believe originally where I will literally write down three things so rather than have 20 million things that I need to do in a day like as women we do and <laughs> um, I choose three I have critical actions that I work on and if I get those done even if I just get one of those done that's amazing and the other thing that I find really helpful is focusing on one thing. So rather than getting taken down a rabbit hole of all of these different things that you could do, whether it's social media or whether it's, um, you know, especially when working from home, it might be, oh, I need to sort the dog or I need to do the washing or whatever. I will actually um, focus on one thing and I will set a timer and I will focus on that one thing. And while that doesn't seem as though it will necessarily help with anxiety it really does because when you're focused on that one thing you can't think about other things you have to get yourself immersed so you end up in a flow state especially when you put this this timer on so you're all absorbed in that one thing that you're working on and I found those three things have been game changers for me really so it's the the morning pages getting my thoughts out on paper 
then deciding what the three most important things are that I need to do and then choosing one of those as the critical one and then focusing on that with 100% focus. And as I say, I worked a timer. So then I do like a 25-minute timer and then I'll have a five-minute break and then that allows me to do something different self-care-wise as well throughout the day. And it, could, it could be that I'll go and do a different task. doesn't necessarily always mean I'm sitting meditating all day because who's got time for that? But um, it helps to quieten my mind and headspace actually really good at headspace for meditation another great way to just calm that anxiety down some really great top tips there thank you so much ruby gail um in in the book you also talk about the importance of routine and how that's important you know for a can-do mindset during this season of life please tell me about that as well I think yeah, it's it is it is so important, and I have found that it has really helped me to to stay on track. and And I think listening to what Ruby's been saying and what we've been talking about with regard to tools and strategies against, say, anxiety is one of those symptoms. We have to be mindful too. Taking that mindset approach, as Ruby and I do, is that women who are listening to this and women who are going through peri and menopause, they don't blame menopause for everything that's going on. So again, it's that taking back that control of our mindset. So using that can-do approach is saying, you know, we are facing something, we are going through something, it is a phase and it will pass. But if we can build some of those positive routines in such as the the three things and the the power habits that Ruby talked about. And for myself as well, bringing in daily routines such as meditation is the way that I start my day. My my day actually begins with quite a lot of um, fitness. So I walk um, about eight to 10,000 steps before I even get started for the day. I then go into a, a flow state for myself of meditation to really set my intention. And then I start working. So it's this can do this mindset that says, you know, I can make it through whatever it is that I'm facing. And I know that helping women to embark on that journey themselves has really helped them to think, you know, it is within my control that I can think about and I can act on the things that I can control so that I can bring these routines into my life because they have a positive impact. And my clients start to see the results of adopting those habits themselves. So I think when you can power up your mind to think in a positive and progressive way, not by saying that, you know, I'm just going to conquer everything, but you can set yourself up for success rather than set yourself up for a thought pattern of blame and saying, well, it's because of the menopause that I can't do this and it's because I'm not sleeping or because I can't think straight. That reduces our ability to actually achieve the success that we want to and be at a level of performance that works for us and gets us into that flow. So, yes, the can-do approach is a really strong partner for us to be able to go through this and navigate this uh, cycle that we're going through in our lives. Thank you. Amanda, the book is full of so many top tips on, you know, so many different issues. You know, I found the boundary um, setting chapter particularly interesting. What was most poignant for you? The boundaries, definitely the boundaries were good. And I've worked with Ruby on, on boundary setting and things as well. It's just having that that sort of sense, as I, as I read through the book, 
Um, there was I don't think there was one part. It was just I was reading through it, was just that sense of relief each time. Um, and that, right, okay, that there are different things that I can try for the different ways that I'm I'm feeling. So and I might read the book again. I'll probably go back to it in another month and read it again and pull something different out of it for where I'm at at that time. I think it's a book that you can read alongside as as you as you change with the change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it, it's it's good to sort of draw on. I've drawn on bits and bobs already um, that have really helped. Um, and and just you know making sure that you're not guilty, making sure you're not feeling guilty. So you wake up and you think I'm going to have to rearrange my morning because I just. I can't do anything today um, and just rearrange that morning guilt-free and knowing that things will get done, but maybe not as, as you did originally planned. I think yeah, the boundaries, doing things guilt-free, but just the fact that you can, there's a tool there now sat on the bookshelf that I can just go to and think, right, okay, I'm going to pick something else out of it now because my symptoms have changed or I feel different to how I felt a month ago. Um, and it changes, you know, you, you just pull, pull what you need out of it for that time. Thank you so much. I'm going to end by asking each one of you for a top tip on managing your mindset through menopause. Ruby, what's your top tip? I think it really is about being kind to yourself and being kind to yourself can include the boundaries and telling people, do you know what? I can't do that right now. Um, a prime example, family wanted to come and visit. And I just thought, I haven't got the energy. I've got so much going on with work. I've got all sorts of different things going on. And saying with kindness, what I need right now for my self-care is not to have people stay. And then let's talk about coming next month. And it's it's that kind of thing, just really giving yourself permission, allowing yourself, like yesterday, a bit like Amanda was just saying, you know, sometimes you don't know how you're going to feel. Yesterday, my day was completely turned upside down because... I just couldn't get started for some reason. And I just decided, right, okay, I'm going to do some exercise. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to do longer meditation, all of the different things. And I'll work later into the evening, different way than I normally work ever. Normally very much morning focus, but that's what I needed in that moment. Thank you. Gail, what's your top tip? Mine is to go with the flow. You know, this is a phase. It's it's like... Um, a river is flowing, you know, and if we try and dam it up or we try and swim against the tide, so we're swimming against the, the speed of the water or against the waves, we present ourselves with more challenges. So when we look at it and we say, you know, I am having a day like Ruby was just explaining then where she didn't have the energy, the mental energy and capacity to actually entertain family is actually saying, you know, that's part of my flow and I will go with it. So I will do what I need to do in that time. And to just, when you can tell yourself mentally that it's okay to do that and when I go with the flow, everything around you just seems to go that much smoother because you're not fighting, you're not putting up any barriers. And so when we physically put up barriers and mentally put up barriers, it can make some of those symptoms worse. So just go with the flow. The flow will pass and this stage will pass in time. It's just sometimes we need to just slow ourselves down and take a breath and just let things happen. Thank you. Finally, Amanda, what's your top tip for managing mindset during the menopause? I think is to treat 
treat the hormones like an emotion. So where emotions affect your mindset, I think treat um, hormones like that because your hormones are not who you are, but when they come in, they sort of can really knock you off your socks and make you feel completely different. And it's almost like a false feeling because that's not who you truly are. But once the hormones have done what they're doing, they move on and they'll come and go. So I think... Yeah, I think find a relationship with the hormones then and have a little word with them and say, right, okay, <laughs> you know, this is this is not on or or you know, we need to do something. And just remember that the hormones are not you. The hormones are just sort of passing, passing, because how they make you feel can make you feel like a completely different person. What a great discussion. Thank you so much, Gail, Ruby, and Amanda. If you'd like to purchase the book, then it's called The Working Woman's Guide to Menopause, When the Heat is On, Don't Sweat It, and it can be found on Amazon. We're confident that anyone who attains an international authority for professional coaching and mentoring accreditation will be amongst the very best that the profession has to offer. So if you're someone who's interested in having some coaching or mentoring and want to find an accredited coach, mentor or training provider, or if you're a professional who's interested in becoming accredited, then please go to our website, coach-accreditation.services. And finally, if there's a topic that you would like me to cover on future episodes of Both Sides of the Coin, then I would love to hear from you. My email, jenny.podcast at coach-accreditation.services. Bye for now.